Welcome to the Dental Master Series podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Vandermolen. This podcast is dedicated to helping you become the best version of yourself, both personally and professionally. Throughout this series, you will have the opportunity to hear and learn from people who have reached high levels of success in life and in dentistry, and people who also genuinely want you to be able to do the same. I'm here again, and I'm so honored to have uh, with me again, uh, Dr. John Phillips from Chickasha, Oklahoma. Um, And John and I are going to be talking about um, basically building your team in this COVID environment and, uh, and, and beyond. And um, there's a lot of issues that we think uh, apply before COVID-19, and there's a lot of things going on during it, and then a lot of things that uh, will go on beyond uh, this when we get through this. So, uh, and basically it's, if I had to put a subtitle on this, it's like, you know, what do, what do women want? Most of us have women employees and, and uh, you know, we're all scratching our heads if we're males. And, and I know a lot of female dentists out there are scratching your heads as well. Is like, what do these women want? What do, what do our teams want? How can they be the, the best performing employees that we could ever wish for? Um, is it money? Is it, is it uh, time off? What, you know, what is it? Is there's gotta be something, some magic bullet. And uh, there's not a magic bullet, just like everything else we've talked about on our previous podcast. But today we're going to talk about several points um, that maybe we've hit on before. Um, but today we're going to focus on them uh, with, a, with a little more interest in, in terms of uh, working with our teams. So welcome back, John. I really appreciate having you back with us. Matt, this has been fun. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited uh, to be with you this evening. Uh, this is going to be a good podcast. And when you think about, uh, you know, growing up and as a guy playing sports, as a guy that uh, may, maybe you, you played football and you had a football coach and the coach was yelling and screaming at you and throwing down the clipboard and, and telling you to sit down and give me 20 or, or whatever it was, you can't do that in your dental practice, can you, Matt? <laughs> well, you can, but you wouldn't last too long. That's well, sure. I would, No, but sometimes I wish I could. Sometimes <laughs> I wish I could yell and scream, but but yeah. I'm not working with a bunch of guys. I'm not a coach of a football team mm-hmm. or, or a hockey team or – or, or, or my favorite line ever is there's no crying in baseball. There's no cry, you know? And, and that was that, that show with Tom Hanks and, and that was a great uh, league of their own. It was a great, great, great movie. I love Tom Hanks in that movie. We watched it the other night, but, but, but Matt, thank you for, for, for having me. I'm really excited about this. I'm going to follow you through this because I need help as well. Uh, I know that this isn't, you know, isn't some magical thing. I I know that what you're going to talk about tonight, you may not think if you're listening could make a difference in your practice. This could make a huge difference in your practice. You and, and and Matt jump in here at any time. I I believe what we're going to talk about tonight could take anybody, whether they're getting back going now more than ever with the COVID virus startup in the next two or three or four months or in the future if you love your team and care about your team and are willing to put the time in, the, t- tonight could make a major difference in your practice. What do you think? Absolutely. Um, and um, and and the one and I'm, I'm going to start off with. I've got basically six points, and we're going to go through some things. But uh, the first the first point that I have about uh, and and sometimes usually when I talk about this, I talk about that movie. Uh, what 
you know, what do women want? And they, they made some lame back of what, what do men want? But, uh, but what women want uh, was a number of years ago with uh, Helen Hunt and uh, Mel Gibson. And I was really excited when that movie came out. Cause it was like, finally, I can find out what women want. And uh, you know, in, in the movie, if you remember, if you, if you've seen it uh, or if you haven't seen it, it's, it's a fun movie, but basically Mel Gibson is able to hear what women are saying in their heads. And he uses that to his advantage as a, as a marketing <laughs> guy. And, and he, he basically abuses the whole, this whole gift that he has and instead of really using it. And in the end of the movie, it's, it's kind of a cute movie. You know, he kind of falls in love with, with Helen Hunt, but who's basically his uh, adversary, but, but in the end, it all kind of ends up all dried up and you, and you, and you sit there scratching your head and go, God, you know, I guess they really didn't know anything. These writers that wrote this movie, <laughs> they didn't know what women wanted either. They, they knew what they were expressing to themselves in their heads and it was interesting there but but no real answers and so so here we are all these years later a couple of dentists talking about what what women want so i hope this is beneficial i think it will be and i think it's uh really something that that um that you have to sort of train your brain to think about and again i'm not just talking to uh men i, I hope there's uh women dentists out there listening to this because um there's a lot of things that uh, that our dental minds don't can't really wrap around. So the first point is is that um, what uh, what our teams want, what what women want that are on our teams is they want a sense of purpose and belonging. And and what I mean by that is that you know at the end of the day, uh, when your team goes home. Uh, they want to feel like they were a part of something, uh, something that was good, something that made a difference uh, in themselves uh, or in the in others around them. And so, as as your as the dentist leader, you want to set up an environment where people have that kind of feeling. And you know, my my best day for me personally is when I'm just dog tired at the end of the day but I know I accomplished a lot of things. I, you know, I made a difference for this patient or, or I was able to lift up the staff member or maybe, maybe a team member, they did something for the first time and they did it success successfully. Or maybe I made a phone call to someone uh, about something and, and it really made a difference for them. And I'm just tired, you know, I'm just tired at the end of the day, but it's like, wow, we really got a lot of things done and it made a difference. And, and you just feel like you're a part of something big. But wait a minute, wait a minute. We're, we're in dentistry. <laughs> this ought to be the easiest thing in the world. If you're listening to your patients and you're finding out why your patients are coming and you're finding out the emotional reasons, if you're in your assistant or the front desk that's answering the phone or the person, the hygienist in the back, if you want to talk about going to work in a dead-end job, this dentistry, this should be a slam dunk because if you're going to go to work in a place where patients come and maybe it's been five years or 10 years or 20 years. And maybe the person says, Matt, how many times have people, how many times has a patient sat down and cried in your office? How many patients have ever sat down and said, I feel like you're my last ray of hope. Right. And, right. and now remember I'm, I'm a guy here. And so I don't always get this sense of purpose and belonging thing, but you know, what a better place. How, how many CEOs of companies, when they retire, they go do something to give back. Well, we give back every day. Right. We're giving them something to smile. We're getting them out of pain. Um, I, I, it, it reminds me of a patient I saw the other day and she said, you know why I'm here? And I said, no, please tell me. She said, because I'm not smiling. I said, no, 
there's more to this story. Why are you not smiling? She said, because my granddaughter said, Granny, what's wrong with your front tooth? (laughs) I love love grandkids. (laughs) Yes, they're honest and they tell you the truth. But, But seriously, if your team can't pick up on this sense of purpose or sense of belonging, uh, you, you know, we're all in it for a common goal. Now, now I have, I have to ask you a question here because at the end of the day, you want to be dead dog tired because you know, you've been in a good hard day's work and a good honest day's work here. Here's my question with this. How, how does, um, Explain to the audience, because I love what you did a few a few podcasts back. You talked about the level one practice, the level two practice, the level three practice, the level four practice. Right. So so what when when do you when did you start figuring this out? Uh well I'd like to like to tell you that I figured it out right from the beginning, but it but I didn't. No, you didn't. Um, you know, a typical dentist in that first stage of practice, uh, you're worried about paying the bills and so yeah. You put your head down and uh, you grind stuff out. You grind the dentistry out, um, and really, your 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 feeling about your team is is not really about building them up. It's just like, how can I get these people to produce the, enough money in this practice that I can pay the bank back, that I can that I can pay them, that I can you know pay all the bills. And so, uh, it pretty much gets lost in that 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 first stage, and then the second stage. Um, you're starting to figure some things out. So I would say in that second stage where I started uh, looking at myself as more of a, a leader and um, and starting to grow things. And then, and then uh, as a leader, you realize real quickly that it's not someone just barking orders. Mm, uh, that that's you, good. That your, your, your goal is to, to, to find and, and build other leaders to, to help you uh, to achieve your goal. So I would say it's around in that, that stage two practice. Yeah, but to go from stage two to stage three, what's this look like? This is too, too important to overlook. Well, then, then, it's a, then it's a huge thing because now you've got uh, not, not, you have a whole culture of this going on uh, in your practice where uh, you've got other leaders that are looking to build up other people. And, and in, in so doing, it frees you up uh, in a big way uh, when you're in that, that stage three, uh, level three practice. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's, that's a game changer. Thank you. That, that, that is when everybody understands their sense of purpose and it is a culture. And, and it is a belonging. We're all rowing the boat together and trying to make a difference. And we understand the part that we play. That's yeah. good, Matt. That's, and, I'm, that's, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm not saying it's not possible in stage one because, but I'm just saying most dentists are, we're, you know, we're kind of, we have engineer type minds. Most of us, yes. we're not sort of the, we're not the hugging kind of people. And and I know there might be some people listening say, you know, they're big huggers or at least they were before COVID-19 <laughs> and they're very, you know, very touchy and they, they want the staff to be all family and all that kind of stuff. I get that. There's, there's a few that are out there that maybe, uh, you know, they have this, uh, you know, they, they get around the campfire and sing kumbaya at, at the end of the day but most dentists are not that way we're we're science-minded people we're engineers uh we're not really thinking about uh purpose and belonging and and all that stuff so um so th- the sad thing is uh why i brought that up is most people in the level one practice uh, and most people st- are stuck what we talked about in that that previous podcast is that 
most people are stuck in in stage one. They never see their way out of stage one. And so, so you say that in dentistry, it's a slam dunk. Of course, we should have a sense of purpose and belonging. And I'm going to tell you that a lot of practices don't have that. That the dentist is is not is not a good leader. Uh, they're stuck in trying to pay the bills, and uh, you know, patients walk in and they feel the deadness of of that. They don't feel. Mm. Uh, like they would in, in your practice walking in, they don't feel alive. They don't feel like there's a buzz going on here. Um, and, and so um, that's why it's so important to recognize those different levels. And, and if you haven't listened to those uh, podcasts, please go back and please and do and, and listen to that. It, it, oh. it will be so enlightening uh, for where you are today and, and where you can go. And yeah, absolutely, Matt, but don't, I mean, when you think about we we are we are taping this the first part of June. Uh, a lot of us have have reopened our practices. Some right. states haven't quite allowed it yet. Some of us have been going for a while. Some have just gotten started. So from from a timeline, that's where we at. But my dental supply rep told me that he knows a couple of offices where they're ready to open the door, and their team walked out on them. Now, odds are that's a level one practice that you just described where it's dead in the water. There's no culture. There's no sense of purpose. And that's why tonight's podcast is so important because uh, in the beginning, you don't realize how how important this is and you don't realize the value in it. Like you said, the engineer's mind, you're worried about doing dentistry and just to make sure your margins are clinically acceptable when the truth is they better be, but that's, you know, the, the, the culture and your team, uh, they're the ones that, that are going to help you grow your practice right. so that you can get more beautiful margins, right? <laughs> so that's the, what we worry about. So we're engineers. Along, that's right. We're engineers. The, the, second, the, the second thing that goes right along with this, uh, this, this is the second point, but it's, it's, it's a little different, is that uh, what your team wants and, and generally what women want is uh, they want and they deserve respect. Um, and... Mm. Again, this is a, a cultural thing, and um, and I, I think that the, the the two words that you should always think in your head is that everybody matters, mm. and um, you know when you're at work or just when you're when you're out and about, think to yourself, well, if everybody matters, then there, there's there's something that this person has to give that I need to recognize, and I need to I need to be around this person, and um, you know, and a lot of um, the respect comes from is we talk about culture. And, and I, I would say that if you're listening to this and you're like, I, I don't really know what my culture is. Start with this, start with a culture of courtesy. Mm, that's good. No, that's, that is good. Keep going. Yeah. And, and basically what I mean by that is, you know, it's what we used to call common courtesy and it's, it comes down to, do you, do you say please and thank you? Um, and, um, and also you're welcome. So you can go away from this podcast and if you just say, please, thank you, and you're welcome and do it in a sincere way, uh, you'll be on your way to giving people respect, uh, especially on your team. So, uh, you know, I recognize a long time ago, just passing instruments, uh, you know, may I please have that? Thank you. Uh, you know, and, and, and you teach the team to say welcome, that you're welcome or please thank you. And, and so that's not taught anymore. And, and it no. is teachable. Uh, and that's something that we do with all our new people is they're immediately told uh, you say please and thank you. Um, and you don't say, hey, no problem. Uh, you, you say, you say, well, you're welcome or that was my pleasure. I, that was I'm my glad, pleasure. I'm glad yeah. to help. 
But you know, you got to give respect to get it, Matt. Right. And what you're doing from a cultural standpoint is you're just creating a, an entry level foundation that says, I'm going to respect you, my team members first, so then we can work on our culture second. And right. I mean, you are working on your culture by doing that. I agree. I, I, I agree, but decide what it is that you want to have uh, from an environmental standpoint. What's your environment going to be like? And that's good. Keep going. Right. right. So going along with that then is uh, the, my, my third point is that. Um, that, oh, that Wait, wait, don't say the third point yet. I got a okay. question for you. I, all okay. right. When it comes to respect, are you yeah. ready? Yeah. Now you have no idea what's coming at you. So here I come. Oh, How okay. many times, Matt, in the beginning, and, and and I'm just this is candid, this is open, this is honest. How many times have you made someone cry in your office? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not saying you did it on purpose. I'm saying men right. are from from men are from Mars right. and women are from Venus, and and yep. and and my my wife says I'm from the outer rim of Mars. If there's an outer rim, <laughs> and I'm on the far side of it, whatever. On the far side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so well, I, I remember. Well, one time I, I I made someone so upset that her husband came back and threatened me. So <laughs> that was a little scary. Yeah. After that happened, I always locked the back door at the end of the day. <laughs> oh, I didn't expect that answer. Uh, well, but but how did you feel? How how did you feel about that? Well, at first you feel like, well, what the heck? What you know? I I'm just I just said what you know, was going on. And the, the thing is, is that comes across uh, very insensitive because, um, because you really don't know all the things that are going on uh, in someone else's life. And, and so, uh, you, you know, that's where you learn to ask questions and not say, Hey, you know, you're really screwing this up. You, you need to get it better. I mean, there's a point when you can say that, but first you got to know what, what's going on. You, you have to ask questions and you have to say, you know, Hey, when this happened, I'm trying to understand uh, when this happens, it makes me feel this way. And I'm just wondering how you feel about that. Right. Uh, so you have to go to the, the feeling things. And, yeah. Uh, the feeling uh, thing. So, so I got to do the feeling thing. I you have to I, do it. I, I, you got to do it. And because the other day, um, we do six-handed dentistry in my practice, and we've talked about six-handed dentistry, and it's a great way for training employees. It's a great way for working efficiently and doing beautiful, clinically acceptable margins and all that stuff. And Matt, I told an employee, no, you can go over there. I don't need you for this. Now, I was thinking I was doing the right thing by saying, no, we don't need you for this. Go over there and help them with that other thing. What this person from planet Venus heard was, I don't need you. Get out of here. Right. And so when I'm going to give respect, I have to choose my words cautiously. If I'm going to love on my team, create the culture and give respect you might have to say, you, you know what, Sally, right now you're needed over there. Now, as soon as you're done over there, will you come back and check in with me? Because I, I'm probably going to be needing you here. But for right. now, I think that patient and that situation over there with that patient needs your attention more than, than, than you're needed here. Can you help me out by going over there for now and empowering that person? That's and, awesome. And so I, so, so Matt, if I'm going to give respect, if I'm going to get respect, I got to give it. And 
it it's so hard because I'm a dude and I screw it up all the time. And we all joke about it because, because like, yeah, he did it again. Or yeah, look what he said this time. And, yeah. and I, I think when you talk about respect, you have to talk about what, what's in your heart. Yeah. Because, and I, I, yeah. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to interject here because for, for women, Dennis listening to this, th- this is where this is so unfair because I, I don't know if you even heard it, what you said, John, John is what, what you said is, oh, he did it again. And so women, one thing that they will do is they will forgive men uh, on, on, they will forgive men for misstepping because, hey, we're men. That's what that's true. Do. So they'll forgive a, a man, a male dentist for doing that. They may go cry, but they'll, they'll forgive you. And they'll just say, hey, you know, he was a jerk, but you know, hey, he's a man. Yeah. But if a that, woman, if a woman does that same thing, not the same thing, that woman uh, becomes, becomes, becomes a bitch. And, and they, and that, and that, that the woman that felt like she was wrong, she will hold that and hold that and hold that. And, and it builds up. And so I really feel for women dentists because um, there's a different dynamic there. It's, 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 uh, you know, there's sort of a prejudice against women bosses. They're expected to know when to say all the right things. And again, women, Dennis, you're engineers too. And so you might be a little more on the scientific side in the way that you deal with life and, and do things. You might have a little more testosterone than, than some of your other cohorts out there. And so you might make that same mistake that, that John just mentioned there. And the problem is, is you won't be forgiven for it as easily. And so you really have to watch it. And I'm not saying you have to be all nice and feely. We, that's, that's not the right answer. And we might talk about that a little bit later, but, but um, it, i just want to point out that men, you, you get a, you get a, you get a pass yeah. a lot of times so you can get away with it, but only so much because then it becomes right. a part of your negative culture. And so that's, that's why right. it's important to, to build on these things. So that's right. That's right. One of the guys that one of my mentors growing up, he, he said, if you want to be richer, you have to learn to be wronger. And, and, and that was just a silly saying he said all the time. And the whole point was, was you need to be secure enough with yourself as a dentist to realize sometimes my focus is on the patient or on the procedure to a degree that I make other people or I make other mistakes. And when you make those mistakes, don't stick your chest out and, and ignore them. Be, be humble. My, my job is to be a humble servant to my team and to my employees and to be a strong leader and, right. and to lead by example. But the dentist that gets stuck in the level one practice and they never get out of there, I bet you anything, Matt, if we could follow them around, they're never, ever going to admit they were wrong. Never. Oh, and, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> You're right about that. Yeah. <laughs> Respect is huge. Respect is, is huge. It's huge. So uh, thanks for asking me that question. Uh, now you know that I almost lost my life, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so my next point that I wanted to bring up was that uh, what what uh, what our team wants and and women uh, employees or women team members want is they want uh, comfort and safety. Uh, and you know we always think about women. You know that, that you know so a woman might be a homemaker or whatever, and she wants comfort and safety. But I'm not talking about it in in that way. I'm talking more about that they want the comfort and safety that comes from being led by a competent and confident person. Mm. So so 
how how much more comfortable is it being in an office where your dentist leader you just know they got things going on they that's got right covered how, how how much more security is in that situation as opposed to the dentist that comes in and uh you know maybe disheveled and and throwing stuff down and and coming in late and um and then you know saying saying not the right things or not talking at all or you know uh just really not being a leader at all um mm, so that's good totally different thing. So when you tell me, you know, your supply guy says that the, the team wasn't there, you know, I, I kind of think, you know, that kind of guy, uh, yeah. if you have the opportunity to move on to a, a whole different environment, uh, why wouldn't you do that? So comfort and safety are, are really huge. And, and also, uh, and I'll talk a little bit in another point, but, but they want your, your team wants to have the comfort that, that what, what they do, that they're, that they can feel comfortable doing it, um, and and that they can be and they can be safe in the environment to go ahead and and be the person that they need to be. So, um, so you know we train and we talk about cultures and everything, but people need to feel safe to, to be who they are, you know, because there's a lot of things where they talk about where's your work self and there's your home self. And you still have to abide by that a little bit. But but I want my team members, you know, to to be able to express their personalities and 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 be what they're doing and feel like they're being themselves. Not you know, and we've all been you've been in a store and and they they're they're trained to say whatever some specific phrase and 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 you know it's just it's not really them. And so my team, it's like we talked about saying please, thank you, and you know maybe my pleasure. Well, for some people saying my pleasure, it comes natural and it seems to match. And other people will say, Hey, uh, you know, I'm glad to help or, or you're absolutely welcome. Or, or you're, 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 it's, it's more genuine. Like, it's more genuine like yeah. that. Um, yeah, I agree. Know, so, but the you know, comfort but, and safety, this is, this is not yeah. just a comfort and safety. This is a strong leader with a strong direction with, with, with somebody who knows where he's going, or I'm sorry, somebody who knows where they're going with a purpose, a mission. And really it comes down to the vision. They know where they're going. And, and, you know, every single new employee that you hire and bring into your office, when you talk about comfort and safety, your team stands back and they watch that person. And so you've hired a new person, you've brought them in and they're watching that person and they're thinking, okay, is she going to fail? Okay. Is this person going to fail? Is this person going to be a pot stirrer? Is this person going to bring value? Is this person going to be a slug that we're going to have to carry? And, and you know, everybody in my practice has heard this speech. I've said it many times. When I think about comfort and safety, if you come to work for me, Dr. Vandermolen, I'm going to sit down and we're going to have a little talk. And I'm going to say, as a dentist in my practice, here are my expectations. As a assistant, as a, as a, as, as a front desk person, whatever position you are, you're going to hear the same spiel. Number one, do not mess with my team. We will not put up with it. We have a great team. This is a safe place. I tell every new hire this. That's do good. not mess with my team and do, uh, you know, if, if you're a gosper, you might as well tell me cause it's going to get back to me. Right. And I, and the, the other thing is, is an honest day's pay for an honest day's work. Why am I bringing that up now? Your other employees want to know that you've got their back. How many right. times, how many times Matt, have you had a, a patient who's disgruntled 
or a patient that's upset or a patient's just flat out is a horse's rear. How many times have you had that? And we, don't you have, said, we don't have those in Springfield. We, okay, they're, well. They're, they're all, we send them to Chickasha. Okay, so that's why I'm getting all of them. Well, regardless, when that one time you had that one patient, yeah, right, did right. you go in your did you go in your office and hide and say let my assistants take care of it? Did you get in your car and drive home early that day because you can't stand confrontation? Or when you think about comfort and safety, how should your team see the doctor lead the team, whether it's with a new hire or really? I'm asking you, how do you handle a disgruntled patient? How do you handle some handle somebody that's like that? Well, again, you have to come from, you have to come from what's, what's your prior, what's your, what's your real business? Uh, we've talked about this before. You, if your real business is building people, specifically building yourself and building your team. And like we talk about on this podcast is to become the best version of yourself. If, if that's really what you're all about, then a disgruntled patient is messing with uh, you being able to uh, encourage your team to, to be the best versions of themselves and, and to get better. And so, um, you know, I'll be honest, I, I have team members that, that get rid of people because they're that strong now. I mean, I, mm. I've got people that they know all the right right words to say. I've, I've, um, I'm thinking in my office, I have Andrea. Andrea has a lot, years of experience working a bar. So she knows how to handle drunk people, stupid people, all those kind of things. And it is amazing to watch her uh, deal with people in such a way that she's able to talk to the most obnoxious person. And that even that obnoxious person doesn't even know that, <laughs> that they're basically being handled. Wow. Um, Wow. But see, this didn't happen overnight. Now, I got to remember, those of you listening in, this Matt's practice is a level four practice. I mean, he's empowering people. He has long-term employees that buy into the culture. And he said something. He said, sometimes I don't even know that we've hired somebody. Or sometimes I don't even know that we fired somebody. That's, <laughs> That's huge. True. I mean, That's that is huge true. for those of you listening. That's taking your practice to a whole different level that starts with a sense of purpose and belonging. It starts by giving respect as the little basic things of saying please and thank you. And now we're talking about leadership and direction and the comfort and safe culture of your practice. And next thing you know, you got some girl handling this 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 obnoxious patient and he doesn't even understand it. That's right. pretty cool. It that is. is. It's, it's really cool. Uh, now, she's been with me 10 years now. So mm. yeah, like you say, it didn't happen overnight. But uh, in her case, she was someone who started out. She came to our office. Uh, she had basically what I would say one year of skills, and uh, but she had had nine years of quote unquote experience. There and, you go. Um, and uh, and the the turning point for her was was you know that that I I we we talked about that and we said you know Andrea you you had all this experience but we're not seeing it. I, I know you're better than this. And then, uh, and, uh, so we had that talk and then she came back to me and she, she said, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, you know, she basically in so many words said, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm here to, 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 to be the person I need to be. And so, and that was nine years ago. So, um, you know, so it's, it's, and 
that gives me the, the more pleasure than perfect margins, perfect smile, cosmetic, to, my best denture patient, whatever, my best implant patient. The fact that a person could grow that much, you know, in in my practice, and she's grown as a person outside of the mm. practice. So, you know, that's, that's what it's about. That, that's, that's what it's about. That's, that's the real business. I mean, we, we turn out dentistry, uh, that, that pays the bills, but that's really a subset thing. Um, and it, it does well because of, because of our focus on, uh, each other, uh, building each other up. So, and I know some of you that might be listening, especially if you're in level one, you're man, you're like, man, this is just so sappy. This, but I'm telling you, it's still sappy to me. It's still sappy. It is, but you got to do it. Right. And, and, And you're, you're, listening to two of the, the least sappy uh, gentlemen <laughs> ever to exist in dentistry. <laughs> so, uh, oh. but we totally get this. Uh, and you have, and, and once you get it, it really is, uh, it, it's, it's so fulfilling. It um, is. At that point. Um, yeah. It really is. So, so what's your next one? What's your so next, next one? one is, uh, is, is, and this builds right on, on top of that. So if you have someone's comfortable in, in, in your office and they feel safe, uh, the next thing that moves on is empowerment and trust. So they want, um, they want, they want to, they want, so you as the leader, uh, you're competent and confident. So they get comfort and safety with that. Well, the next thing is, is that they want, competence they want confidence so they can really own what they do best so you have someone mm-hmm. who's who's comfortable in their own skin in their in your office but now they want to really own what they do do and they want to, to be best and so that means training and training and training and training and so you you need to have a whole culture of everybody getting better and in that they become competent and once they get competent then comes the confidence and uh, then they need the trust from you, your leader, to to really to really bring it home. You yeah. need to once they train up, you you can't you can't let them do something. And we've talked about some po- previous podcasts how you you can't say, well that that was really good, but you know you really need to you, you really needed to do this. So, yeah, but you talk you yeah yeah, but you talked about a B plus. Be right. good enough with the B plus so you can grow your employees. Keep going. Right. So. So yeah, you need to try. They need to trust that you that they can do it, and you got to be okay with that that B plus. Now that B plus will probably grow. Uh, yes. And and uh, but B plus is pretty darn good. All, all you nerds out there that were getting A's, <laughs> A's on your calculus and your physics tests, um, you know that <laughs> you don't need A's. B plus is 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 really good. So yes. empowerment and trust are huge things. And when you when you have an empowered staff, and there's a lot of talk. And again, that that. That might sound like old hat too, but I want you to really understand what's happening here is, is you don't just say, you don't just say to your, your employee, okay, I'm empowering you to do this, this, and this. No, you, you have to train that person. And, and as you get bigger, you have other people training other people. So, um, yeah. but, 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 you know, I, uh, if you think of think about a train, a freight train, and just all those cars, train, 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 um, you know that never goes away. You, as dentists, we you know we went to dental school, and they they showed us how to do it once, and then maybe twice, and then and then that was it. You you didn't get any more training on that particular thing. You were supposed to get it. You're supposed to be smart, and and in real life, it doesn't work that way. No, you you have to train, and you have to train again and again 
and again. And that's not because people are stupid. It's just that we got a lot of things going on. I mean, think about, I think about myself, I'm going to tell on myself. So I'm out of the office for two months for COVID-19. I mean, I had to be reminded about a few steps or I, I forgot names of some of the instruments, which I do anyway, if, <laughs> if my, my staff are listening to that, but this, but, but it's like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot about that. And it's like, well, wait a minute, you've been doing dentistry for 30 plus years. You haven't had enough training that you two months and you, and you forgot how to do it. And I'm going to say, yeah, because you know, you start going on this autopilot, your brain, you know, our brains, we, we think we're so smart, but if you really think about your day, how much of that day are you really thinking? And, and it's kind of shocking about how much of your day, even while you're working with patients, it's just kind of autopilot. It's like you're doing that. And the problem is, is autopilot is that our autopilots can kind of go off or something changes and you shift. And all of a sudden now what your autopilot was a couple of weeks ago, isn't what it is now. And so Matt, we all get, we all get tunnel vision and, and all of us dentists listening, you know, if you take a course on how to do a veneer, then you show up on Monday morning and there's veneers all over your schedule and you've just never seen them before. If you take a course on how to do uh, an onlay, well, next thing you know, you're doing onlays, but you never did them before. And so I, 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 I get that. I, I get that. You brought up something about being shut down for two months. Right. Tell me something from your practice that everybody wants to hear. Is there something that happened during the COVID shutdown that other people stepped in and did that you didn't expect? Cause I have a story, but did any of your employees step up to the plate in a different way that nobody expected? Well, um, I don't have a specific story, but I would just say in general, um, is, is that, that people, people missed being with each other. Oh, that's uh, good. Um, so they miss that culture. So, um, so that, that kind of surprised me because I thought, you know, everybody's home with their family. I mean, what better place than be home with your families and your friends and, and all that kind of thing. But <clears throat> what that tells you is when your culture is that strong and that environment's that strong, that people really genuinely missed each other. I mean, mm. they hated it that they couldn't hug each other. Yeah. Um, uh, and, I saw uh, some hugs. I, you know, I did. I, I saw some hugs. I said, hey, you got, you got to stop that. Yeah. <laughs> of course, they, they always know. Don't, don't even think about hugging Dr. Vandermolen because that no. just – that never happened, but, but, uh, you, no. but my rule is, is the only time a staff member can hug me is if they're, if they're leaving, if they're moving out of state, <laughs> then they can hug me, you know, like, okay. It's an awkward side hug. That's like, Oh, that was awkward. Yeah. Yeah. But, but well, anyway, that was, that was the thing that was, that, that kind of hit me. And, and I, I felt good about is that these people and, and the other thing was, is in the first few days and the struggle that you're getting going. So people, you know, it was like, um, it was like a new job. My veterans were saying to each other, wow, this is a new, this is like yes. getting a new job. And that was uncomfortable and getting, you know, getting into the gear and doing a lot of stuff. So that was uncomfortable. But what was really cool is to see how far, how fast they got back into working with each other. And so that whole culture of courtesy that I talk about and building each other up. And once that kicked back in, then it pretty much it's we're back to regular dentistry that's right that's stuff, right stuff on and stuff that we have to spray you know well so, yeah and at the end of the day 
hey, people are tired and worn out, but they're smiling and they're laughing at each other and, and they're glad that they put in a hard day and they were worn out. When we got going in the beginning, we had a, our morning meetings, we had a time of our morning meetings that say, okay, what went right yesterday? Tell me something that went right because our world has changed. What went right? Two of my hygienists that have been with me about 18, 20 years, their sisters, Krista and Lacey, uh, they came up with a protocol uh, for our entire practice. And out of that, my assistants got a protocol. My front desk had a protocol. I, I just empowered them to do it. And I trusted them and they yeah. trusted. And, and that was huge. But even down to the little things, like we had an assistant in the back that uh, she ended up having to work up front some. She ended up had to, ha- she had to move patients through the office differently. Uh, we have an orthodontist assistant she actually, we did not see any ortho patients in the morning and her role was to go out to the car and take their temperature. And she's still doing this. Right. And, and we, we, we had a, we created a startup team and this was not my idea Four employees start every morning because we might have, we might have eight cars in the parking lot at seven 30 in the morning, ready to go. And so, so we have a startup team in the morning and a startup team right before lunch. None of this was my idea. It's right. a safe, comfortable trusting environment where people are empowered to say, Hey, what about this? Hey, what about that? Now I will tell you this week, I had two employees, two team leaders get so mad at me at two different times. And both times my response was the same. Both times I looked at them and I say, I am so glad you brought this up. I am so glad you're angry. I am so glad you're mad. I'm so glad you're frustrated because that's when change happens. That's when real change happens. And that's when real things take place to make this place a better place. Yeah. And that, that diffused their anger and started working on, thank you for being mad at me. Thank you for being angry about the situation. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Hey, I'm glad you're mad because now real change can happen. And I yeah. promise you, when your team says Dr. Vandermolen get ticked off, I guarantee you they know change is going to happen. <laughs> but now it's reversed because now my yeah. team, some That's team leaders at two different times, mad as a hornet, just mad, mad, mad. I'm like, great. Tell me all about it. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> and so, I mean, they just unload on me. And yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a chance a little bit of it was my fault. No, a lot of it was my fault. But uh, some of it had to do with new systems. Right. A new a new environment, but if you're gonna if you're gonna empower your team, and then trust them, and they're gonna reciprocate that trust and that respect, then what should come out of that should only be to make your practice better. If it's right. not gonna that, make your practice better, you've got a problem. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, absolutely. And and you know you, you know you know you're in a good place when the only quote unquote drama in your office is two team oh. leaders. Uh, maybe button heads or two, just two people. So to any, any leadership, you anybody button heads, but what they're really button heads about is, is not personal things between them. It's about, you know, some practice related thing that they're, they're, they're mad. They think, well, it should be this way or it should be that way, but it's not a personal thing. It's just that they're so uh, passionate about getting it right. And then they bump heads about it. And so they'll, they'll get mad at each other, but then, the, then they figure it out. And, uh, and that's, that's awesome. Just to even just walk by that and see it happening. It is. It is. Um, and and I, it's, we're, we're talking about this and I just remembered what one of them was. It was that I wanted six handed dentistry and my, 
one of my team leaders who, who all she does is guide. She's a guide. She's like right. an air traffic controller all day yep. long, telling yep. people where to go and when to be there and, right. and how long they can be there. And I'm ready for six-handed dentistry. I'm ready to go. And I walk by and two employees are out of their PPE. I'm like, what the crap? Why are they out of their PPE? Well, my team leader said, uh, Dr. Phillips, you and I are going to have a little talk. And I said, <laughs> okay, all right. And she was mad. I mean, she was so mad. She said, listen, I love these girls. It's hard to wear all this stuff. I told them to get out of it and take a break. I'm like, okay, all right. I can do four-handed dentistry for a small window of time. I'm known as the six-handed dentistry. You know, we that's what we do here. That's part of our culture. But you know what? She got angry. And what came out of that wasn't just me saying, okay, you're right. It was, what's a better system? How can our team benefit from your anger? How can our team get better from that? Right. It's good stuff, Matt. Right. Good stuff. I want to I want to compliment you on your uh, site where you had the, uh, when we're talking about the COVID-19 uh, and you, you did that video where uh, you were in your truck and you had your son filming you and you sort of went through the process of what it would be. And, and I have to admit that uh, we basically stole that video from you. Awesome. Um, but, but I'm bringing this up because my team, saw your video and without really i i was just i kind of mentioned that we should do something similar and and the, it wasn't that i wasn't part of the we they they didn't even they didn't, they didn't consider me and uh i go they probably thought i couldn't do as well as dr phillips so like, <laughs> we don't want to embarrass dr vandermole so we'll just so we'll, so it's so all my my operations manager sort of took the john phillips role and i then, love it and uh what was a cool thing is that uh one of the people in the video who's also a leader now who is very shy about being anywhere if you mention her name she turns all shades of red and but she was the one there and it was during that time and and she just she she picked up the ball and said and picked up the baton and said okay i'm running with this and and uh i was kidding with her afterwards because I, I i said well that was a really great video it would have been better if you would have passed out because i knew you wanted to uh, <laughs> in the middle of it i said we probably would have went viral if you would have passed out in the parking lot or but, next uh, time could you please pass out just pass out <laughs> so uh but that was really cool they put together and they did a great job and and just like your video uh you know it got a lot of hits uh, and uh people people really appreciate that so so if if you're still opening up and uh go go to john's site or go to my site and and see that video all it is is a walkthrough for for patients of what to expect to go in and and people eat that up and and uh and and they're actually using that uh they're sending it to people now absolutely uh, to, to to check it out ahead of time just to you know because it's different and, and you're uh, like me. You you spend a you spend a lot of money with a big production crew to film all this, yep. right? No, no, we didn't <laughs> do any of that. So I have people that are are talented at that, and and we made it work. And and they were it's so worried that it wasn't probably. going to be professional enough. Yeah, yeah. it was an iPhone. Um, so so yeah. Anyway, that that's my story. So let's move on to the to the next point. And and uh, and and we're talking about our teams. And and here's one that gets forgotten all the time by almost every employer out there. It's uh, that that people want uh, your team wants appreciation and recognition for a job well done. Um, and uh, gosh, uh, again, this is our dental mentality. Uh, you know, we're not used to getting any kind of recognition or appreciation for anything that we've done well. Um, and you know, and even even good dentistry sometimes a lot of times 
goes unnoticed. And so, uh, and we just, that's just part of that's we, we accept that, but I have to tell you your team, they, they need to know when, when they're uh, doing something great, when they're growing. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a culture where you're building people up. Well, you can't build, build people up without recognizing that they're doing a good job. You have to be paying attention. And as you get bigger, here's the good news. You don't have to be the one doing all the recognition. You mm. built culture of that and you've got team members that are recognizing each other um and and again that's that's a beautiful thing but just like you said at the beginning of this podcast john i mean it really becomes it really starts with you the the leader and it does and and you have to and if you're if you're built like me if you're built like john um you have to make work of that especially in the beginning because you're worried about paying the bills you're worried about these other things and so showing appreciation um is something that you really want to start sooner than later sooner rather than later and 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 it can, and again you can cheat a little bit and just say well i'm just going to do that 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 thing he's talking about a culture of courtesy yes absolutely if you say please and thank you um that's a good thing but let me tell you another uh quick way to to say something um is that you know someone does you a favor and usually the the, the comment that we that we americans say is we we go hey i, I appreciate it i appreciate it and really if you want to um, grow legs on that and make that seem uh, a lot more sincere and really what and convey a different message because this is a different message is when something somebody does something for you or they do well don't just say i appreciate it say i appreciate you mm, I, that's good i really appreciate you that's mm, that is really that's good different message so if you take nothing else from this podcast here's what you're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna start saying on monday morning uh please thank you you're welcome and i appreciate you Mm, that's good. And Matt, Matt, when I, when I hear that, um, those simple, simple things right there, that, I mean, that, that is like the gold star moment. That is like, that's what people should take away from this. When, if, if I could add anything really quick about the appreciation is because I'm terrible at it and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be a mind reader and predict a future. I bet Matt Vandermolen's probably pretty terrible at it and he's got to work at it too. But, yeah. but Matt, I, I really tell you, uh, the only thing I would add to that is I would say, find a confidant in your practice. If you don't have team leaders and you don't have an office manager, there's somebody in your office that you're, you're grooming to become a leader. Tell them, say, Hey Mary, uh, I need your help. Um, Whenever somebody does something good that I miss, will you secretly come to me and say, hey, you need to tell them thank you. Hey, you need to give them recognition because I'm a knuckleheaded boy from Mars and I miss what's going on in Venus. And and the truth is, is I have, every, I mean, we're a big office, but every day, like the other day, someone came up to me and said, hey, hey, today's Kim's birthday. I'm like, thank you, Casey, for telling me that. I appreciate it. I walked around the corner to my sterilization uh, coordinator and I said, hey, Kim, you know, how old are you today? Is, is it, you, you look like you're younger today. Is today your birthday? And you know what? I couldn't have done that if I hadn't have been prompted. Right. And, and that's that culture again. And please don't foo-foo this away. If you have somebody that can help you with this as well, appreciation and recognition, that's, uh, they're like, wait a minute, 
And and you know what? If you told me, if, if Matt Vandermon called me and said, hey, hey, I, I heard it was your birthday. Well, happy birthday. Hey, thanks, Matt. Well, in deep down, I know somebody told him it's your birthday, right? right. I, right. Somebody to- told you that it's my birthday. Well, right. guess what? They may have told you that. And they may have said, hey, you need to call John and tell him it's his birthday. Okay, great. But you did. Right. You yeah, still didn't have to do it, but yeah. you did. And that right. goes a long way. It does. And just like, uh, you know, flattering people, a lot of people know they're being flattered, but you know what? They still eat it up. They still eat uh, it up. They they do. And so, again, all, all you science engineer out there, you you look at it and go, well, I, you know, I don't need that. You know, <laughs> but OK, you don't need that. But 75 percent of the population does. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and you need to remember that. And that's and, right. Maybe if you're talking to another engineer, they might not appreciate it, but, but don't let that, don't let okay. that sell you on that. This is important. It is important. Now, listen, I've jotted some things down real quick about recognition. Uh, I, I've got down daily recognition with please and thank you. We talked about that. I talk, I've got down some type of a bonus system uh, that that's a incentive. That's a form of recognition. It's part of it, but it's not really a big part. Money's right. a thing. But it's everything we're talking about here isn't about paying our employees more money, is it? No. None of this is about, oh, I'm going to pay them more money. They'll be happy. No, they won't. Get that in your head. They won't be happy. Now, one other thing about recognition, and I want you to tell me about performance evaluations, about growth, about about emotional security, about job fulfillment. Speak on that for just a minute through the, you know, through, through, through appreciation and and through appreciation and, re- and recognition, how does a performance evaluation t- take into account? Well, we've uh, I think we've talked on our previous po- podcast that we take the different elements of uh, basically what are our core values, and then mm. that's transposed into our uh, evaluations now. So so again, that becomes part of our our culture. So if if you're doing well, then you're acting culturally well if you're not doing well then you're breaking with our culture so so we look at it uh, more that way as, mm, as that's preservation of our culture maybe more than mm. um, appreciation and recognition so see I just brought up performance evaluation and you just you just redirected me back to the culture right it's all about performing within the culture it's it, all about, it, it really is. It, it really is. It really is. And that, like I say, uh, you know, John and I aren't going to end this podcast and sing Kumbaya. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I can assure you that. And, and, and again, early in my career, when I heard this stuff, I was like, uh, you know, that's, that's just stupid. That's, that's for like big companies and even big companies, they just have to put something on their wall and that's because something you do, but I'm telling you, um, it's, it's, it's so important about your culture. And, and I, and I really think that whatever you can call your culture, whatever. And I guess I'm telling people what your culture should be. And in, in that basically, if, if you focus on the fact that everybody matters and that you're in a position where you can build people, you can, you can help them to be better tomorrow in the future than they are today. If you, if you take that to heart as really your purpose in life, even more than culture, um, that is so powerful. Uh, and it's, it, it, and it's just, there's nothing more rewarding than that. Mm. Mm, that's good. That- so, 
so so in a so in a culture where everything is uh great and everybody's singing kumbaya um i'm going to talk about <laughs> my last one it's like here here here's here's the here's sort of the anti-climax is that um in the end uh you may have women that what they want is they want to leave they want to leave your practice and what a slap in the face. And we know there's all different reasons for leaving, but um, a lot of times uh, we take that personally. And, and, and just so you get some, uh, you know, I looked at some statistics on this and, and basically um, back in uh, uh, 2013, um, it was acceptable in um, basically service type businesses um, to have uh, an annual turnover of 15%. Um, in 2017, when they measured it again, it, it jumped up to almost 19%. So you're having like 20% turnover in a service business. And when you're dealing with people that are ages 25 to 34, which is a lot of times, uh, especially our assistants or hygienists, uh, those types of people in service occupations, um, right now the, the median tenure for that is 2.9 years. So just under three years. Um, and, um, and, you know, and I'll tell you my, mine, uh, my average over the last five years has been about 10%. So you, and so you think about a team of 30 people and you think about three people leaving every year. And it's like, well, how, how is that possible? Here's Dr. Vandermal and he's got this whole culture and everything. Why are these people leaving? Well, there's different reasons. Uh, people get pregnant. They decide they don't want to come back. People literally move away. Uh, or they, uh, you know, they decide they want to stay home or they decide they want to change careers. Maybe they, maybe you've built them up in, in a certain way and they just decide they want to do something else. And here with COVID-19, uh, some people may decide, well, you know, dentistry, I think it's too dangerous. I, I just, I don't want to do, I don't. How many, do how many patients, how many employees did you leave? Did you lose during this time? I lost one. I lost um, two. And, I lost and, two and that's okay. Right. It is okay. It is okay. So and, are you uh, happening right now? Pardon me? Are you, is your practice hiring right now? We're, well, John, I know this is a trick question. It so. is. Are you hiring today? Are you hiring tomorrow? Are you hiring six years, we're, six months from now? Tell me. We're, we're, we're always hiring. What do you so, mean you're always hiring? So we're always looking for someone else. And, um, and you know, my team, and I think I've said on podcasts before, is that I'm always worried about the bus and namely <laughs> that, that bus that's going to knock someone out. So, so I always ask them, so if anybody ever comes to me and says, hey, we've got Sally and she's the only one, she's so good, she's the only one who can do this. I'm like, yeah, but Sally's going to meet the bus and I'm really upset about that. I, <laughs> I, I, I have nightmares about Sally and the bus. So we need to have somebody else behind Sally so when she gets hit with a bus that someone else can step up. And so, uh, and so they laugh about it, but it's true. You, you never want to be caught, uh, down, down an employee that, that is, you can read all statistics and dental economics, things like that, that it costs it's you. It's a death. It's four, a death sentence. It's like, it's like 40, $50,000 to, to rehire someone, get them trained, get it back up to speed. The average practice. So I'm talking about a practice that's 800 to a million dollar practice. That's losing 40 to $50,000 in annual rent revenue because they got caught um, by someone leaving. So you always have to be hiring. Always. Always, always, always. Um, I have a question. Go ahead. It's okay for, for, for you to grow your employees and it's okay for some to leave. I get it. Now, if you've, you've gotten to a point where maybe 
you have a four operatory practice, or maybe you have a six operatory practice, and you feel like you have all the employees you need. And, and so, so bear with me just a minute. Now, maybe, maybe it's you're, you're a one doctor practice and you're, you're, you're busting at the seams and you're, you, you can't take on any more employees. You feel like you can't, you can't see over the wall because the wall's so big. If you've empowered your team to grow at some point, the doctor must be willing to do what? Well, uh, you need to grow. The doctor needs to grow. That's right. You need to grow your business. You know, what's that mean? A business that's not growing is, is going backwards. It's standing still. And so, so that's the thing. Could, could, could team members leave because they feel like they can't grow? Well, absolutely. And that happens in every industry is, is someone, you know, they, there's sort of the glass ceiling, right? So they look and they see, okay, I've got my boss, she, he or she's never going to leave. Uh, and if I can't take my boss's position, then there's nowhere for me to go. So you have to be able to expand out laterally. Uh, you have to be able to, as you grow things. And, you know, one of the things that my team leaders ran into is that at first they felt like, oh, God, I got all this stuff. I can't, I, I can't do all this stuff. Well, they're, they're suffering from the same thing that I, I was where I was saying, I, I can't do all this stuff. So what does that mean? It means you have to delegate out. You have That's to create right. other leaders to do these things. So within your practice, even if you stay the same size, there's probably other things that are being uh, maybe not attended to the way they should be by your leadership team because they haven't empowered other people to take on leadership roles. Just because in my office, pretty much we consider everyone uh, a leader in some respects. So I agree. Responsibility. So just because you're not called the team leader doesn't mean you're not a leader in something. I mean, you might be a leader uh, that you're you're in charge of the lab, everything that goes in and out of the lab, all the inventory, all the all the processes, all the systems in the lab. You're the leader. So um, so there's things like that where you can grow things. And if if you have a, a laboratory that's well under control, um, maybe maybe things happen in your laboratory that help your practice grow within the confines of what you have. And then, uh, you know, we talked before we got on the call, we talked about, you know, that, you know, expanding your office, not, maybe not physically, but expanding your office hours. And I've been always one to harp on this time and time again, is that, you know, okay, you have six ops, you can't grow, you, you really have nowhere to go. Well, if you're working from uh, eight to four, uh, I got news for you. You got a lot of a lot of room, a lot uh, morning, evening hours. Yeah, you, you have a have 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 a whole whole lot of room. You can for... actually work on Friday. I know that. I know a lot of dentists don't want to hear that, but you can actually work. On, you know what, dentists, you dentists out there that aren't working on Friday. You know what? There's patients that will come in on Friday. They want to come. They they, <laughs> they definitely want to, want to come. They would love to leave work early and come to the dentist and take the Friday afternoon off Absolutely. and have a long weekend. I see that all the time. Absolutely. I do. And so let me ask you this, yep. uh, because we're empowering people to grow. You mentioned some of your employees. They're, some of your team leaders, their plates too full like yours used to be, so they have to learn to delegate it. So what I heard you say was that right now, Matt Vandermolen probably has some form of blockage in his practice that's going to have to encourage or empower somebody else to grow in a new direction. True or false? Oh, every day. Every day. And once you find that blockage whether it's Mary or Sally or whether it's Susie, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. 
maybe it's it's one of the the associate doctors. Maybe it's you. Maybe you're the blockage, Doctor Vandermolen. This crazy guy from Mars is he's the blockage, and and you're the problem. And and right. so and so and so you you find the blockage, and then you empower people to grow till you find the next what. Well, you find you find another level to go to. Um, or another and level. Find, and uh, and. And what's going to be waiting for you at that other level? More blockages. There's that, always that, blockages, right? It never ends. Um, it so never if, ends. And if you're always growing and you're always paying attention, there's always going to be other things going. If if you're in your practice, if you're sitting in your practice today, going, "Ah, hey, everything's pretty good." You better check your back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't ever say that because the minute you do, oh my goodness. Or the minute, it's like the minute you say, man, I'm really getting good. I'm really getting good at this procedure. And right. then the next two patients come in, you did that procedure on and you're like, oh gosh, surely I didn't do that. You know, <laughs> dentistry's humbling. Managing people, leading people is humbling. Having an office and a proper culture can be humbling. It's a work in progress. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah. And, and, I, and again, uh, just getting a little bit back to when people leave, and and is that if again, if your purpose is to build people, even if someone leaves, maybe it's they've okay. been there that two point nine years, and they move on, they do something. Is is how do you feel good about that? Well, you say, well, what was that person like two point nine years ago when they came? There in, right? you go. What there you go. Like now, and if they're better, you're. It's a win. And, it's a huge and, win. And then the other win is you get to you get to find somebody else, and you get to start over and, and do that again. So, and I'm not saying you want to turn people over every three years. I mean, I've got several long term employees, but I have a lot of people that move on and do things, and and I have a lot of people that still contact me today that that used to work for me. Uh, heck, I've got people that work in other dental offices, and they're sad that they left. Um, but you know, they decided that they, they needed to work just, uh, you know, eight to five hours that another dentist had and, and, uh, you know, they needed that for whatever reason, but guess what they're missing? They're missing the culture. They're missing all the growth, all those kind of things. And they're sacrificing to be in those other offices. And they've told me so much and they know I'm not going to hire them back. Um, because <laughs> you, you only get one really opportunity to, to work for advanced dental care. Um, unless you moved away, you were forced to move away and, and he came back to town. Okay. Uh, we'll make that exception. But other than that, um, you know, uh, part of our culture is that, you know, you have a loyalty to, to what we do and, and, and stand for what, what, what we stand for. So, is that awesome? So yeah. we've gone over time. Um, I, I think this has been beneficial for me. I really appreciate you, John. Um, and, uh, and everything that you bring to the table on this. Um, and I, and I hope that at the very least, if, uh, all of you have come out of this, uh, going back to that, please, thank you. You're welcome. It's, uh, it's, it's my pleasure. Uh, or, uh, I appreciate you. Um, and, and I appreciate all of you that are listening to this and, and I appreciate that, um, that some of you have, have, have told me and John what, what you're getting out of this. And, and, uh, we're just really excited for you, uh, to, to you're get almost, you, you're almost getting sappy on me, Matt. That's I'm sorry. You're all, you are almost getting sappy. I appreciate you, Matt Vandermolen. Thanks right. for having me go. on this call. <laughs> but I just, I want people to know that, that uh, John and I had to learn this the hard way. Yeah, uh, that's we, true. We didn't, we didn't have somebody 
telling us on a podcast because first of all, podcast didn't even exist. That's right. Uh, and if if you were going to get this on some kind of tape or whatever back then, uh, you had to pay a lot of money for it. And it was usually not from a, a dentist. It was from some practice consultant type person who really didn't know what was was going on. So so we're we're very passionate about. Uh, helping dentists to get this sooner and to get through those stages of dentistry so that that you can be uh, truly successful in your practice and and a successful person as well. So thanks again, John. Appreciate it very much. Thanks, Matt. This was fun. A lot of fun. Thank you. All right. We'll catch you all next time. You've been listening to the Dental Master Series, a periodic podcast on timely and stimulating topics for the success-driven dentist. You can find more Dental Master Series podcasts at SunriseDentalSolutions.com or by searching for the Dental Master Series on your favorite podcast app. The Dental Master Series was created by Sunrise Dental Solutions, an exclusive community of highly successful practicing dentists who have succeeded through different paths, working as a group to meet the collective needs of their clientele. To learn more about how Sunrise Dental Solutions can optimize your practice and assist you in defining and achieving your vision, call 1-800-750-0737 or visit sunrisedentalsolutions.com.